Hello, and uh, welcome to what is definitely the first episode of Six Figures, Two Vehicles, and a Playset. Six Figures, Two Vehicles, and a Playset. We definitely did not record one before and then uh, shamefully throw it in the garbage. Um, I'm John. And this is Noel. Hi, I, I am his wife. And this is a podcast idea that I had one night while very intoxicated. Uh, basically, what we're gonna do is we're gonna give each other a topic that we both love and or feel strongly about that doesn't have a toy line, and then we're gonna try and come up with. The other person will try and come up with a toy line that has at least six figures, two vehicles, and a playset. As the name would suggest. Exactly, exactly. So, um, for now, uh, I'm going to start off and I'm going to give Noelle a topic. And that topic is something I know she loves a lot. And that's uh, the Studio Ghibli movie Princess Mononoke. I would say definitely my favorite Studio Ghibli movie. Oh, I think I would have thought maybe Howl's Moving Castle, but... It's like, it's like, how do you pick among your children, you know? Like, you do secretly have a favorite, but she would never admit to it. That's good. Um, so ask me on a different day, I'll probably say a different movie. That's fine. Just throwing you off the scent. The reason why I'm saying Princess Mononoke is that I think that it feels like a, a more toyetic movie. Absolutely. Then, I mean, Howl's does have some great stuff in it. But I think there's a lot more interesting toys, and we don't want to go too weird in our maiden voyage, right? Is Howl's weird? Well... I have no context for this. <laughs> I mean, weird, it's super um, subjective, right? Because, I mean, like, Princess Mononoke has demons and stuff in it, and, like, gods and stuff. So, like, technically, the only weird thing in Howl's is there's magic, I guess that's true. And demons. There, I guess I feel like the first time I saw Howl's, it didn't quite register what was happening mm. the whole time. But like, I I mean, I, I liked it the first time I saw it, but I, I loved it the second time I saw it. Totally. And I I don't know what that what bearing that has on what we're talking about right now. I don't now. know either. We're just talking. And that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um. Okay, so, yeah, Princess Mononoke is an incredible movie. It is an adventure, action, romance, swashbuckling, uh, incredible film. And, um, yeah, okay, so, I guess let's start with the figures. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Number one, I feel like I gotta say it's Prince Ishitaka. That makes, I mean, that's like, a, it feels like a given. He's the main character, arguably. I mean, I would, he's not the titular character. Right. But I would argue that he is the main character. Definitely, like, most of the movie is focused on, like, we're seeing it from his point of it's view. It's his perspective, his adventure, his sacrifice and life-changing decisions. So, um, I feel like... You would have to have like sort of a, a NECA style Ultimates collection of him because he does go through like some pretty major transformations throughout the movie. Totally. 
um, starts off as a prince in his village, you know, like he's sort of got everything going for him. And then very quickly things go very badly for him. Yeah. Uh, so you'd have to have a version of his arm after he's attacked by Lord Nago. Right. I was definitely picturing like a removable arm. Right. With like you, it, it could like extend and, and stretch out like it right. does when he's like flexing his demon muscles. Right. Cause he's got like the crazy demon muscles with the little like worm black things coming out of it. He's got it bandaged. So you have to have a few arms there for sure. Um, I'm going to say that this is not a vehicle. We're just going to call it an accessory, which feels really, really cruel because um, Yakul deserves all the respect in the world. I was going to ask you if uh, if he would come in, in a box set because it feels cruel to not have them together. Agreed. Agreed. And it also feels like kind of disrespectful to call Yakul a vehicle because he is like, if anything, he's a character. Yeah, totally. He's an elk, I believe, or some sort of like antelope. I'm not going to uh, fight you on that. Yeah, I mean, animals, who knows? What are animals even? They're people. As far as I'm concerned, animals are people. <laughs> um, Okay, okay. So that would be our one, our first character, I think. Okay. Uh, number two, um, probably an importance, would be Princess Mononoke. Makes sense. Right? Um, she's a crazy chick, man. Like, she's uh, literally raised by wolves. You know? killer style outfit that cannot be beat she's got to come with her shling earrings totally that every time she moves her head they glisten and you get a shling <laughs> it's a requirement yeah it's like a sound effect it's it has to be an video. action feature M- removable mask the totally. removable mask they can sit on top of her head her big ass spear the the furry cape for sure yeah um knife I, Oh yeah, the dagger, it's a sassy attitude for days that has to be built in somehow. Maybe like different heads because she's she's got to have this sort of neutral expression, and then the expression that Prince Ishitaka. I don't even know if I'm saying his fucking name right. I'm gonna look it up. All right, yeah, let's uh, let's do that. So We're while you're doing that, I'll, I'll have it. a question. No, this, we don't pause. What are we talking about? <laughs> That's staying in. So. Uh, one of the the first things that I picture when I think of Princess Mononoke is the scene where she um where she like sucks the blood out of a wound and then spits it out and she's just like so casual about it. Yep. That Ashitako. Oh my god, Ashitake. I'm saying it wrong the whole time. That's all right. It's just uh you know, it's extra flavor. Ugh, it's terrible. <laughs> So, like, the, yeah, like, I would definitely like to see, like, a bloody mouth version. You know, like, one of the heads would be her with the bloody mouth. Okay, so, um, I feel like we got Maninoke and we got Ashitaka's, uh, character, their figures pretty well laid out. Um, what would be your third figure? You gotta have Amaro. Uh, the the wolf mother. That's, and that's the Jillian Anderson voice. Yes, voiced by Jillian Anderson. Massive wolf. God, that would be so incredible. Right? And then you can have her, uh, her, her two wolf children in the pack. I was gonna ask you if maybe, 
um, Mononoke would come with both wolves and it would just be, I mean, it would be such a massive set because they're both literally bigger. Each one is bigger than her. Right. So like, I feel like Mara would would definitely move into the vehicle world. Probably so. Just because she's so huge. Probably so. She does get ridden quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that seems fair. And so do the smaller wolves, right? True. Like there's a lot of scenes where like that would be a, a situation where you could totally sell the same wolf twice just with like slightly different mm. like it could just be the wolves and you buy one and you buy two of the same wolf right. and you just deco it, you know, put a different head on it maybe sure, or something. Sure. That would be awesome. Okay, so uh Maybe we'll put a pin in Maro and keep save her for the Maybe vehicles. a vehicle, yeah. I know there's a lot of giant animals in this, so we probably will have more than two vehicles. Yeah, yeah. Start right off by breaking the mold. That's I mean, what it's all look, about. like, it's one of those things where, like, you know, what do you classify this as? Like, yeah. it is a, fig- a figure, but the characters use it as a vehicle somewhat, I guess. I don't know. So uh, th- what about the third character, then? Let's do the third figure. Well, because we... I guess maybe we say the the third figure is the two wolves. Sure. Yeah, and then so the fourth figure. That's Lady Uboshi. That's that. Yeah, that's a like given. arguably awesome. the coolest character in the movie. Yeah. A baddie in every sense of the word, because <laughs> she's literally the bad guy for quite a bit of the movie. Yes, Lady Uboshi. Totally right. awesome. She is uh, the the leader of Iron Town. Which, like, as a concept, is basically the coolest town ever. Yeah. She takes in prostitutes and lepers and people that don't have anywhere else to go. And she gives them safety and jobs and helps. Dignity. A dignity, a family, a community, like, when they would be rejected from everywhere else. But she also tries to kill a god for her own personal gain. Yeah. And basically almost destroys the world. So, you know. Uh, pros and cons. <laughs> well, and also, I think one of the coolest things about that character is that she basically, at the point that she does it, she knows that it's the wrong thing to do. Absolutely. But she sort of has already made this path for herself, and she just does it anyway. She's invested all of these resources. It's, it's what a, else can she do? The kind of thing that I feel like you would never see in a in like an American movie. I mean, Americans don't like complex characters, you know, they want their good guys to be good and they want their bad guys to be bad and like maybe some redemption, but like having a, such a complex morally gray character is pretty unique in my opinion. I totally agree. So since we were supposed to talk about the toy, so Lady Aboshi, what would she come with? Well, obviously she would have her sick outfit. Yeah. All of her armor. The badass The big hat. crazy hat. Yeah. yeah. And she would have to have the big like bazooka thing that she tries to kill the god with. Yeah. The yeah. Darabachi, I believe, is the pronunciation. Yes. Okay. So Lady Aboshi. Now, what's our, our fifth one? Okay. So here I'm going to like, I'm stretching, I guess, a little bit the definition of a figure. And, um... So, okay, calling it back to the the 10th Doctor line from Doctor Who. Okay. And it was characters from a very specific episode story arc, the Adipose. Okay. So there was a toy release in that line that was literally just a package of, like... 
Like 20 or Yeah, something. it was a tons of adipose. I remember seeing that. Okay. Toy. So so I would propose a pack of Kodama. That I mean, that sounds incredible. Like, they need to be somewhat articulated because yeah. obviously the iconic head clicking is like a major part yeah. of it. Yeah. So like, uh, I'm trying to think how small those little guys are relative They're, to like a human. So like, hard to say, right? Like my impression is like anywhere from like small cat to baby sized. I guess that was part of the thin, deal. But they're thin, right? They're like, very different. They're different they're sizes. all different sizes. The bodies are generally very thin, and the heads are big and all different shapes. So I you would, would need love, like a nice spread. Yeah, I would love to see like even slightly articulated versions because there's so many scenes where they're like carrying each other around. Right. They have the piggyback like, ones. Oh yeah, like, that, that would be great. You just need a, a good spread because, you know, if you're going to create like a diorama or like, let's be real, I would totally play act the movie out with these characters. You got to have Godama like lining the paths and stuff yeah. tucked away in trees. I completely forgot about them. And I think that completely, completely counts as a figure. Okay. I don't think yeah. you're even remotely stretching the Fair. definition of figure. I think that's a, a home run right there. <laughs> okay, so that's five. So that's you got to come up with at least one more. I there's... I think there's a lot of different characters, but I think it's hard to nail down the ones that you remember them that clearly. So, like, that's the problem, right? Is once you get past the super major characters, you've got a lot of, like, second fiddle players. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of them are amazing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know how to choose. It's tough. Yeah. So, for me, if this is my fantasy, right? This is my dream toy line. It doesn't necessarily have to be, like, the most lucrative toy line. Like, what do I want to see? It would have to be the apes. Ooh, those were cool. They're so cool. I would yeah. I would probably want, like, a two-pack. Dude, the way that they talk I is know. so creepy. And, like... I know that like pull string or like talking toys are not generally looked upon well by collectors because it's seen as sort of like a kiddie thing. Yeah. But I don't care about any of that. (laughs) I want a two pack of these ape creatures and I want them to have like buttons and stuff where they talk and I want them to have rock throwing arms. Okay. I I mean, you're, you definitely are going in very different directions having like a NECA ultimate look uh Ashitaki <laughs> and then a like uh Kenner shadow apes but I no mean... all designed by uh, the four horsemen oh okay that would uh, dude I, want I would love to see their take super on that sculpted stuff. it's funny right because like they almost look clay like they almost look like they're made of clay they're kind of like in shadow and yeah, like very smooth very abstract yeah looking. and i think that's what adds to sort of the the unnatural feeling about them yeah. and the voices are like human but not quite human they sound very um dialed back like they're they're like give us the human we will yeah. Like, it's very unsettling. Totally. The way they look and the way they move. Totally. And the way that they're just out of focus all yes. the time. I mean, that would be an amazing toy for sure, just to have anything of those guys. Right. And and here, I think my problem is too many options for great figures. And so I have to pick like kind of a weird one. Yeah. Well, so some of the things that popped into my head sure. would be like a 
you could do the the women that work the pumps yes and you could have you could release one of them with different heads and different clothes and stuff and you could make all the different women sure with one of those toys same with all the like villagers from ashitaka's village yes because they all have similar clothing and stuff absolutely same with all the men from iron the Town. army they're yeah. just like sort of slightly different well yeah some of them you could totally get away with that they definitely yeah. have like a tall and thin and a short and round archetype yeah in the army so like you could get away with those two body shapes and then a whole bunch of faces totally that would be great and then one character that i always remember from that from that movie is the uh and i can't remember his name at all but he's the the guy that billy bob thornton voices um i i I love that guy because he's so likable yet unsettling oh yeah like the minute you see him you like him because he's i don't know he's just sort of like approachable very matter of fact he doesn't seem to be hiding anything it's like guileless yeah, yeah yeah but then obviously but you he's know something's something. up yeah I, I love his little like uh his like super tall stilt shoes. shoes yeah those would be a cool thing to have on a toy and i would love to have his little um his little like campsite kit yes where he like he just like rolls up he starts cooking and then he's <laughs> like good night going to sleep right i love i love that guy Totally. So the next step would be the vehicles. Right. We kind of touched on some of those before. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, I know in my head the two that I would choose. And it's like in this situation, there, I don't know that there are tons of vehicles. Um, but I'm thinking in a play sense or a display sense, what would fall into that category? And um, I'm going to go with my number two first okay because these are in order of preference my number two would be lord nago okay you've got to have lord nago because spoilers that's definitely the place that is ashitaka's village okay yeah for me it's a pivotal moment in the film it's iconic like i want you know his little sister i want like the whole village place that and like maybe lord nago can fit on a little track and the place that, <laughs> that come great. running out of the forest and and in my head like he's so this i guess sort of ties in sorry i'm not following the format of the two vehicles That's and okay. a place that <laughs> um okay well we'll table that so definitely lord nago he's got to have some cool features i think for me like again this isn't necessarily like high grade collectors uh brain but it's like I'm picturing back to the like horrifying doll head that I had that was Play-Doh branded and you could put Play-Doh inside and like crank it and hair would like extrude out of her scalp. It was horrifying, but also amazing. And so in my head, you've got black Play-Doh that you put into like some cavity near the mouth and there's like a crank or something and the like demon worms like sh- yes. like ooze out around him. Oh, yes, absolutely. Like... It's gotta, it's gotta have it. That, that, that was the, so I, I had two thoughts about Lord, okay. Lord Nago. That was the first one. And I think that's by far the best one. Yeah. And then the other picture I had was, is so dumb, but I have to tell you about okay, it. Okay. Can't wait. There's this old Batmobile from the 89 movie 
do you remember the scene where he like he says like armor up and the the, all this armor comes out of the car oh, no well kenner made a toy that was the batmobile and then you had this plastic shell that you literally just put over the top of your batmobile and i was picturing like a lord nago and you just put like a plastic shell Ooh. of all the tendrils and stuff over him. i it's could the see that thing. no i could see that i could totally <laughs> see that but like because like okay again like I guess we should preface by saying that you're like you're a pretty serious toy collector. Like you're very into like the whole completionist and like what am I getting? Like what articulation am I getting for this figure? I'm just like, does it look cool? <laughs> can I like display it on my desk and can I play with it? And like, eh, is it super articulated? Do I care? Not really. So there, my other thought, yeah, sorry, sorry. no, no, you're good. Is like, um like a koosh ball type material <laughs> and you like you have a sort of like more kitty version of him and yeah like he has the little like sh- 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 around his face of the little weird demon worms that would be so cute you have like a little rubber pig yeah he and, and then, then like, you like clip that come yeah off yeah them. oh yeah i would buy the hell out of that i'm saying like you know this is not mezco <laughs> is not making this okay <laughs> Um, okay, and so obviously my number one pick is, like, the most iconic scene IMO from the film is the the forest god, the Nightwalker, the Diderabachi. And this, the vehicle has to have a, um, transformation, I guess? Yeah. So you've got to have... So explain, explain, okay. just, just in case in general, people haven't seen the movie in a long time or maybe haven't seen it at all. Tell them what right. the forest god is. So there's gods of each section of the forest or each, like, biome, let's say. And so the god of the forest is this, like, crazy deer, sort of, that kind of has the face of a human in its deer form. And it's got almost, like fractal horns where it's like horns on horns on horns it's like more horns than you've ever seen on a deer it's it's like the craziest deer you've ever seen in your life it has like weird three-toed feet i mean he's beautiful and terrifying and and you like you're like yeah that's a god it's yeah it's such a well-designed thing because when you see it it makes your brain go like what the fuck am i looking at right it's you're, unnatural you, you're like enthralled by how beautiful it is totally but also unsettled and scared by what it looks like it, but it's like yeah i mean it's just an incredible design yeah and then so yeah then um at night the deer god becomes its night walking form which is a massive um hundreds of feet tall translucent but also blue glowing like spiked creature that appears to have like starlight in it or something like i don't know how do you explain that yeah it's it's incredible it's gorgeous i would love to see uh like a huge acrylic glowing like it's got to have some lights or glow in the dark features definitely some glitter in there <laughs> um perhaps we'll uh we'll include a link to like, to a, a picture clip or <laughs> yeah. something 
So people can see what this thing looks like in case they haven't before. Right. I mean, I don't know. It's it's a difficult thing to explain to someone who's never seen it. It's it's a striking figure. I think that's what makes it such a good representation of a of an otherworldly absolutely god. Like right. It it's definitely looks like a god. Right. I would understand why people would fear and worship it. Totally. So how would you represent? How would you do that in, in a toy form? Do you have any ideas or is it just sort of like, I want this toy, <laughs> but I don't know. So you mean just the, like the Diderabachi form or like the, the mix between the two? Like, how do you get from one to the other? Yeah. So like I, there's a bunch of old toys that, and I guess modern toys too, that do the whole transformation thing where like, right. like, like I'm thinking of the, uh, like the Lego Darth Vader where, <laughs> where you, you like, twist it, you, yeah, you like lift him up and spin it around and he goes from Anakin to Vader. Right. Like, I don't know that that so would work. That probably doesn't work. So I guess, um, let's, let's revise that and say more of a, um, like you have an Ant-Man action figure, but it comes with a tiny version of Ant-Man. Okay. So it would need to be a, obviously not to scale because it wouldn't fit in your house. Right. Um, right. Diderabachi. So maybe I'm thinking sort of a large Godzilla size, 12 to 14 inches. Mm-hmm. Um, acrylic, you know. So kind of like see-through. It would have to be with translucent some with some into it. right, some glitter, maybe some glow-in-the-dark powder, sort of mixed in throughout there, but not solid or opaque. Um, and then you would have to come with a in-scale figure of the deer god in that set. That would be great. And then you know, if you're feeling crazy, you can have the deer god ride himself. <laughs> just for funsies i just had i just had an idea that is that i think is really cool okay so you have a uh the deer god right okay and then he has a light that shines out of his head uh-huh. and you just you turn the lights off and then he projects a, a projection of the the sky god on your ceiling that's pretty cool. Like a like you push the button, you like squeeze his legs and his head lights <laughs> up and it shoots out on the ceiling a, a projection of that creature. I mean, if we're talking fantasy, then I think that's great. Like as cool. a concept, um, projection toys are awesome, but in execution, they almost never work yeah. correctly. You just use them to annoy your brother It's like or a sister. circle on, and you're like, wait, <laughs> that's supposed to be the bat signal. And you have to get it like a half inch away from the wall to actually tell what it is. Unfortunately, you're totally right. Yeah, I know. I had some of those. It was a bummer. So finally, we have, we talked about it a little bit, the, the playset. Yeah. I mean, I think you have a lot of options for the playset. Like you can have an Irontown playset. Yeah. You have like the Forge and the Bellows. Like there's so many. The Leper Colony. Choices. Like you can have the uh, the Deer God Showdown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That whole area. Lady Eboshi. The whole. The like pools and stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, like there's a lot of options you can have the the yeah like the pools where where um mononoke brings ashitaka to san sorry her name is san it's like 20 minutes in and i mentioned her name (laughs) for the first time well you did save the titular princess mononoke correct but you know when ashitaka's wounded san brings him into sort of like the deer god's domain to heal him or to try to heal him 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I think for me, that's, this is the, the go-to is somewhat of an open field. You have a tree line on one end and you have a village on the other side. The like watchtower is Correct. a cool thing for sure. That, I mean, I, okay. So just, uh, a quick reminiscent I was uh, on, on this movie. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this was the first Ghibli movie that I ever watched. And I think you were the one who suggested that I watch it. Yeah, I figured it would be an easier sell than Totoro. I mean, that was a great choice. I, I think, know. Because I didn't know what I was getting into going into this movie. Right. I hear Princess Mononoke. I'm like, eh, You're like, it's, eh, it's like kitty animated. And, eh. and then like 10 minutes into this movie, there's a giant like worm covered demon boar monster mm-hmm. that's trying to consume our main character. And like that that scene right there is just like so amazing and it blindsides you if you don't know what you're getting into well and it's it's gut-wrenching the idea that this guy is the prince like he is the heir apparent to this village to this community yeah and now he's been poisoned and infected by this the demon corruption and so he has to leave his family he has to leave his community his inheritance like and he never he doesn't know if he'll ever come back and see his family again so like i mean the expectation is that that he'll never see them again so it's it's like to me it's a pretty pivotal uh uh idea it's a little probably a little dark for kids but the the attack so we 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 include the the like watchtower right and then uh earlier you mentioned the the little kids yeah, it's, running around. it's his sister, I believe, his little sister and her friends. And he, he basically realizes that if he doesn't head off this attack, it's going to get to the village and it's going to kill a bunch of his family and extended family, his community. So... So what would be some uh, some action features on the playset? So definitely you need to have sort of a... Um, well, you need to have a tree line for Lord Nago to appear from. He like, cause doesn't he sort of like, he like comes out a little bit and then goes back in a couple of times you, or does he I just sort of like you, bust out? You hear like trees moving around and cracking and stuff. And so there's some implication that something is coming and it's probably not good. Um, and then I believe the watchtower calls out that they can see him. Right. And so he goes to try and head them off and he, hooks in a different direction to try to avoid Ashitaka. So, mm-hmm. And you could have, like, the the tower, because I remember Yakul climbs up the tower to some... Or, or runs up to the tower, and then Ashitaka climbs up the tower. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. And then you have, like, a couple of buildings for him to crash, crash into, into and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that sounds great. Well, is there any other things that you think, like supplementary things for this toy line, mm. things that would be uh, important to include? So the only other thing that I think is like a really incredible um, concept from the film, it's incredibly dark, um, is that the the way that Lady Boshi's men uh, get close enough to the boar is that they pick off some of the boar, kill and skin them, and wear their skin, and then crawl towards in into the thick of the the herd. Yeah, 
to be able to to jump out and surprise attack. So it's so horrifying. Creepy. Like it's it's pretty it's pretty dark. But uh, yeah. it would, it would be pretty cool if you you know you're you're you had like a, like some little mini guy playsets like a smaller playset of some of the army guys that can sort of bend into that crawling position with little cloth yeah fake boar skins over them Ooh. i know it's Giving kind of horrible i know just thinking about it <laughs> oh man those things are so oh yeah, we're gonna have to rewatch that movie definitely now. <laughs> it's been it's been a couple months well okay so this would be we've we've gotten your six yeah. figures two vehicles and a playset, right with a couple of extras kind of thrown in yeah. there so now it's your turn. You have to give me something to, yes. to come up with. Yes. And um, and I definitely don't already know what it is. No, we definitely didn't already discuss this beforehand <laughs> because you like a lot of things, but unfortunately, most of the things that you really enjoy already have toy lines. I'm blessed in that way. You are blessed in that way. Okay, so um, as a complete surprise to you, I have chosen day of the dead so you mean the one like the nick cannon movie with like um was it mina suvari so and or do you mean the actual the good movie that i actually like i'm gonna say that these are both day of the dead and so your toy line we're gonna say that your your magical licensing gods have given you two for the price of one Oh, no, I don't want it. I just want the good one. Okay, so, I mean, obviously that's the easy choice, right? Because yeah. it's a near and dear movie. It's it's a well-loved movie. It's a great movie. But um, let's start there, and then maybe I'll, I'll throw in a little bonus round <laughs> to see, like, you know, one figure and oh, a vehicle no. from the remake. Okay, all right. So, Day of the Dead is George Romero's probably his last good movie uh, hot take i don't know how hot that take is I, that would probably be a hotter take to say that land of the dead was his last good Ooh, movie but yeah. uh but like okay so we have one toy that exists from land of the dead i mean sorry from day of the dead <laughs> which is the bub figure where he that that we actually we bought we bought that not too we long did. ago near and, and dear to our hearts it's a pretty great figure yeah but uh the, the thought that I had was something similar to the old Incredible Crash Dummies toy line, which uh, is perfect because all of the figures' limbs come apart. apart. Their heads, their arms, their legs. It seems great. You, genius. You can have the zombies can come apart in whatever way you want. The people can come apart in whatever if, well, way you want. Well, and they're gonna. And then... Uh, the, but the, the thing that inspired me was that one of the vehicles that I thought of, and I know I'm jumping ahead, but that's okay. That's okay. The One of the vehicles that I thought of was like a little go-kart. Because in the movie, they drive around the underground mine <laughs> in these little go-karts. And the Crash Dummies had a tiny little go-kart that they could drive around in and crash and explode. Robin Hood playset situation you don't even have to tool it exactly yeah exactly it's everything's already there you don't even have to you would have to make okay i'm gonna wait and talk <laughs> about the, the vehicles more but okay so for first and foremost we have to have our our three our four first characters that we meet um i actually don't think that the the, the characters are going to be that 
super interesting, but we'll go through it anyway. Okay. So we have our main, our girl character, who I can't remember her name at all, which is terrible. That's pretty bad, but um, so same. We, we have the the helicopter pilot, mm-hmm. uh, the the black guy from uh, Jamaica, I think it is. He's he's great. Uh, yes. You have the radio operator. Okay. Yeah. You have the um the Mexican guy that's the boyfriend of our main female character. Oh, yeah. Those those four characters. R.I.P. And they've got to be able to fly their helicopter. Right. Um, and you've got to be able to push a button on the helicopter and have <laughs> them send out the distress call. Okay. Okay. That uh, that they send out at the beginning of the movie. Um. As far as like accessories, they've all got to have guns. Obviously, um, they've got their little walkie-talkies and stuff. Um, there, there's definitely got to be a shovel uh, because of that iconic scene where he chops the zombie's Absolutely. head off at the top. Um, I think I'm gonna go way over on figures. I'm That's gonna okay. Have way more than six figures, but that yeah. Um, you've got to have Doctor Tongue. Yes. That zombie from the opening scene. With his tongue hanging out of his face, um, man, I'm I'm just gonna go way overboard on this stuff. Joe Pilato. Yeah, you gotta have Joe Pilato, which that's Rhodes. I remember. Okay, his yeah, name. I was, I, he's Joe uh, Pilato. That's all we know. You gotta have him. He's maybe he comes with like a backpack full of phrases because like <laughs> there's there are these old um, GI Joe toys called Battle Commanders. Okay, and they have these giant backpacks that were. Like bigger than the the figure themselves. Like a kid and in middle school. And they had like six different exactly. <laughs> they had like six different buttons on them, and they had different phrases and stuff. Oh my gosh! So you'd like you'd have a button where you push it, and he's like, "I'm running this monkey farm, Frankenstein." <laughs> That's that would be incredible. <laughs> have another button where he's like, he just says, "Fuck." <laughs> Fuck, fuck, because that's... I mean, what could go wrong? He says fuck so many times <laughs> true. in that movie. Uh, you'd have to have a two-pack of mm-hmm. um, the two... Oh, my God. Why don't I know these characters' names? This is terrible. All right, so Sarah is the is the Oh, lady, the main girl? The girl. Okay. Uh, they even say Sarah a bunch because the Jamaican guy's like, What you doing there, Sarah? He Sarah. Said, and I should, I should have remembered that. His name is John. John. Uh, Miguel is is the Mexican guy. Um, Do we know that he's Mexican? Well, he's so they they definitely uh, racistly refer to him with many slurs. Oh, cool! At at Mexican folks, and I believe that the actor may be Mexican. Um, so Steel and um, Rickles, those are that's the two guys that I was talking about. That's the two soldiers. Um, there's like the big tall one okay. and the shorter one. They're just they're just assholes basically the whole time. Um, they, they would have to be a two pack for of sure because you don't go one way or the other with those. Um, maybe they could come with the little like the sticks with the, the collars on them. I think yeah. that's what you were that... uh, frantically motioning for me earlier. I was just like, I didn't pick up all the it. things, <laughs> <laughs> like from the dog rescue videos. You got to have uh, Dr. Frankenstein, Logan, of, of I think course. was his name. I was just looking at. Oh, IMDb, yeah. I, need to so I, should, I should confirm. Um, I believe it was Logan, though, is the doctor's name. 
I mean, you could have so many different zombies. I mean, that movie has so many great gags in it of just like crazy body parts falling off and stuff. The, Absolutely. Um, although that doesn't really play into the whole crash dummies thing too much. I think maybe I thought the crash dummies idea was great because just because of <laughs> the pull apart. at the end when they fall apart, when the zombies are just like pulling everyone apart. Yeah. Um. So we'll just stick with it. It'll be fun. Yeah. Why not? Um, let's see. That might, that might be all of the like actual, cause there's a bunch of generic doctors that sure. run around who no one cares Nobody's about gonna them. Nobody's going to buy a figure of them. No. Um, there's like some other soldiers that are in there. Yeah. But most of them are pretty, pretty forgettable. Yeah. If so you need really, more figures, they're going to be zombies. Just a whole bunch of different zombies. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many good zombies in that. Um, so like so vehicles vehicle wise mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. we've I, I i mentioned the go-kart right but like the main iconic vehicle would have to be the helicopter absolutely or the whirly bird as, oh no uh, as john calls it <laughs> <laughs> and you'd have to have like the little fuel tank so that you could gas it up oh my gosh um that that would have to come with it um and yeah, it would you would have to have room in that helicopter for four people. Oh man. To make sure that the four main characters could fit in there. I guess this isn't something we discussed with mine, but like are you what kind of scale are you thinking? So the crash dummies were like like four, four? to five inches. Okay, yeah. Which makes it really easy to do a yeah. vehicle for. I was just thinking like a six inch scale uh figure and that cast to fit three to four people in the helicopter is yeah. going to be pretty cost prohibitive it would be well i mean um the so the crash dummies figures were very the toys were very um like similar to playmobile maybe mm-hmm. where they're not super detailed gotcha it's like more of a it, it, that's a helicopter like <laughs> you, you know what i mean it doesn't have to have all the switches and buttons and right, right. details it's just like it's shaped like a helicopter it's got some blades that spin. It's good right. enough. It's wow. good enough. So I can't wait to get you in charge of a toy line. <laughs> Honestly, don't think that's that far off from how like yeah, toy right. executives are like, the kids will buy it. Who cares? <laughs> the 35-year-old <laughs> men will buy it. It's fine. <laughs> so the, the for for the playset, yeah. I think there's I think there's the, an obvious option which is you have a multi-level Whoa. underground playset yeah the silo the top part too where you can have the the chain link fence around the outside yep. and then you just have zombies coming from every direction and you have like a working lift Whoa. that you can load up with zombies well and, yeah i mean that's my Miguel favorite scene in the movie cross himself and hit the button yeah i mean that's the obvious one because then you can have the like down in there you have like the little corral the corral of all of them all yeah. the zombies and you could even have the the ladder that they climb up to get up to the top where to the, the helicopter yep. can part. I mean that that would be like a Ninja Turtle sewer layer <laughs> type. It would be so interconnected yeah. and huge. And I mean, obviously, that would be that sounds amazing, incredible. You could have a little briefing room where <laughs> where Rhodes could cuss at them over right. and over, bang again. on the table a lot. Yeah, yeah. And you could have your little uh, your little area uh, where Frankenstein can experiment on everybody. Um, I just little, realized a little, a little telephone. Yeah, exactly. I just realized we got to the to the end of this. We got to the playset, yeah, and I haven't even, even mentioned, mentioned Bub. Bub. 
And we kind of mentioned him at the beginning yeah. because Bub is like... Bub's the star of the movie. I mean, he is. He definitely is. Like, you got to have a Bub figure... Of course. ...that comes with his razor blade... Right. ...and his cell phone so yep. he can call his, his aunt, aunt Alicia. Alicia. Yeah. He's got his little headphones. <laughs> and then he even needs to have a little uh, base that he comes with that you can chain him up to. Oh. And he can bring the chain to Frankenstein when Frankenstein's dead. Because he's like, I got away. I didn't mean yeah, to. Yeah, he's like, this is all I know. Um, and then he's got to have a gun belt and a of pistol. Course. So he can salute he can... Rhodes and exactly. shoot him in the spine. I mean, it's a pretty satisfying oh, comeuppance. Yeah. God, that movie's so good. It really is. It's depressing, but it's really I mean, good. Yeah. It's a zombie movie. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. I mean. There's some fun zombie movies. It's sure. true. But not that one. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but so the other play set that I had in mind. Yeah, because I was going to ask, about, do you have like a a, a more standardized size play yeah, set? Yeah, would just be like generic Florida town from the beginning of the movie. Okay. Where they like land on the, uh, like near the ocean, mm-hmm. near the beach. And then, um, and then they, uh, they call out for people uh-huh. until they hear that moan coming from uh-huh. the distance. Uh-huh. And you could have a little button that you push, and it just goes like, uh... and you could have a little a little uh, newsstand with the newspaper that oh, says the dead walk. Yeah. Um, and you, it could even come with an exclusive alligator that could go wiggling across, <laughs> crawl across the and newspaper, run away from the zombies. Oh my gosh! Maybe the way you sell that playset is you, that's the only way to get Doctor Tongue. Oh, I see. Okay. I thought we were going to say the alligator because that would sell me. Oh, well, yeah, you'd buy several. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I guess that's really that's really everything we talked about. Bub and and that. I mean, I thought I was going to do a lot better with that talking about that movie and the toys from it. But I kind (laughs) of I feel like I kind of just spewed it all out see like you had um you had a head start you got to think about it a bit i had to sort of come up with things on the fly i think i I maybe ruined it by you ruined knowing it. what i was gonna do scrap it cut just throw it away <laughs> okay so we don't even have anything planned out of like how to end our show no we should Bye. come up with that like do we vote and decide who came up with the better toy line Ooh, pressure i think you definitely won i mean i didn't even get the main character's name right so but your toys were better arguably your toys were better the only good thing i had was just that joe pilato could come apart six figures two vehicles and